Welcome to The Dirt Show brought to you by Napa Auto Parts. And today we're going to hear from race driver Paul Dolphy. We're also going to hear from James Forrest from VP Racing Fuels, Bob Ayers from Foamcraft Packaging, and our old friend Speed the Sauce Man from Cookies Barbecue Sauces and Seasonings, right after a few words from our sponsor. Does good food get your heart racing? How about food that's prepared to perfection with your favorite sauces and seasonings? Friends, it's Speed the Sauce Man, and I'm here to tell you that if you love full throttle flavor, you're going to love our line of premium barbecue sauces and seasonings. Made with high quality ingredients, you can trust our products to punch up the flavor of your favorite meats, main dishes, and so much more. Get winning recipes and join our sauce squad at cookiesbbq.com. And remember, Smart cookies use cookies. Hey, Dirt Show listeners. Need some parts for race night? How about that classic project in your shop? Wish there was a specialty auto parts store nearby? Hot Rod Hardware in West Concord is your answer. Radiators, disc brake kits, steering columns, fuel injection systems, air conditioning systems, coil over shocks, and much more. From the street to the track, Hot Rod Hardware has everything to modernize your vehicle and improve its performance. See us at hotrodhardware.com or call 507 527 1020 Hot Rod Hardware. No robots, just real people. Football is back, and that means it's time to get your game face on and your game plan ready. Napa is ready to help you hit the road with confidence with our quality parts and expert knowledge. Stop by your local Napa Auto Parts store this month and score a five-quart jug of Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil for only $32.95. Be ready for game day with a nationwide network of parts and care. Napa has what you need to get up and go. Offer valid through September 30th, 2022 at participating Napa Auto Parts stores and NapaOnline.com. Some restrictions apply. See store for details. Napa, a proud sponsor of The Dirt Show. When it comes to choosing your next industrial, commercial, residential, or ag electrician, choose Coles Electric, offering pole setting, directional boring, underground trenching, boom truck service, security systems, and much more. If you're a Steel Wasika co-op member, there are excellent incentives for installing a solar array with quick payback and years of reliable service. Planning, design completion, or emergency service, see ColesElectric.com or 507 507- 451-1387. Let me tell you, friends, about our store. It's a great place we call Miners Outdoor. We sell tools to get the job done, and the rest of the store is just plain fun. Chainsaws, mowers, ATVs, our equipment makes your job a breeze. Our service is the best around. We mow the competition down. We fix tools that run on wheels. We even got parts for snowmobiles. You sow it, you grow it. We help you mow it, run it, or ride it. We provide it. Miners Outdoor, Major Tough. Highway 218 in Blooming Prairie. If you're in need of a worry-free power lift door, then you'll want to stop and talk with Rod French. Make a statement with a power lift architectural door on your home or cabin. Power lift doors can be retrofitted to fit an existing door opening or designed into your next commercial, agricultural, livestock, or aircraft hangar build. Stylish, functional, and built to last. Power lift doors by French's Manufacturing are made locally in Dodge Center, Minnesota by their experienced craftsmen. Contact Kelly or Rod. Power lift doors by French's Manufacturing. 374-9306. Welcome back to the driver segment here on the Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure to be joined by driver Paul Dolphy. And Paul, what was it like growing up in a Dolphy family? How many siblings did you have, and did any go-karts or mini bikes trickle in back then? Well, there was uh, five siblings. There's six of us all together. Three girls, three boys, and not always, but by the time we were old enough to figure out how to 
start a mini bike, we would have something. We had, uh, well, some people recall them. We called them chugs up here around the cities. They were a push cart, and we had races down at the Bowl Diamond when they weren't playing softball or baseball down there. We pushed each other around. Neighborhood kids all get together, make different, varying, different-looking things. Ours look like some of the current race cars of the 60s at local racetracks on City Speedway here. And uh, we paint their numbers on them and stuff, push each other around. So the motors came a few years later when we figured out how to get the mini bikes started and where we could borrow gas from to keep going without getting caught, of course. Yeah, that was throughout the 60s, I guess. And then it went on to snowmobiles and motorcycles. But it was all just for fun. We did race snowmobiles for a year. And my dad ran a racetrack up in Ice Sandy for two seasons. It was a snowmobile racetrack at all. It turned into a dirt track later. So we were around racing a lot until dad retired uh, from driving. And that was uh, then we kind of went camping. Three girls, three boys, and the three boys were right in the middle. And they're about a year apart, so it was rivalry going all the time. Tools thrown at each other, you know, that kind of stuff goes. <laughs> the Twin Cities was a hotbed for racing back when you were growing up. Twin City Speedway, North Star Speedway, Raceway Park, Elko Speedway, and the Minnesota State Fair was a destination for drivers from around the country. And then from Twin Cities, a lot of the racers in the 50s would go out to Princeton, Golden Spike Speedway, and St. Cloud. Miltona had a racetrack, Race Lake. There was a lot of, a lot of choices around here, so... You were mad at the promoter, or the promoter was mad at you. You always had choices to go somewhere else. Uh, my dad, I know, raced at Rex Speedway at one time. It wasn't very often. They didn't even have it lit, I don't think. So it had to be afternoon races. Stillwater Speed Bowl, I remember him race over there. Howard Lake had a racetrack. There's other spots around that were really short-lived racetracks. You know, I tried to, you know, ran them for a year or two around, but it was and basically after World War II, people were looking for some fun things to do, but. Twin City Speedway was the most predominant one of the area because it was around in the early 50s. And I was born in 54, and probably by 57, we were going there regular, you know, because Dad was there sometimes a couple nights a week there. And Sunday afternoon shows, they raced a lot up that track. So we grew up in the grandstands with, you know, the other kids racing dads. But that was probably the most prominent was Twin City Speedway, and it was close to us, too. But I know they would travel a lot back in that. 50s. I don't know the year because I can't find any records, but somewhere in the early 50s, 52, 53, anyway, he went down to he had a gas station in the Brighton. That was a DX station. And he would take off on Friday afternoon and drive down to St. Peter's Speedway and race a 46 Ford that they drove down there. It was a stock car, so he just drove the car down there. There's a gentleman named Jimmy James, they called him. It was Clyde James, and he owned the car. And he had my dad drive it by himself to drive down to St. Peter race and hope he didn't wreck much and drive it back home again. Did pretty well down there. He's got a trophy from there. He won the championship down there. But it doesn't say a year on it, and I haven't been able to find any records from that era in that area down there. But they would travel. Like I say, Miltona, I remember talking about going there. That was a short-lived track. Race Lake, Wisconsin was the first racetrack he raced at. That probably would have been one of the old ones around there. Race like Wisconsin. But then, like, Quincy Speedway raced until 68, and then it became North Star Speedway. I think that was with two R's, North Star, and then it changed to North Star Speedway, one word kind of thing. And I do remember 
racing myself, taking my personal car in the 70s and racing at the Greg Strip, which North Star then at that time. But then like, he raced around from the early 50s till 69 when he finally hung it up. I remember being there at that race. That was an interesting race. It was a car that we built for a guy that didn't uh, do too well anyway. I got kept wrecking it, so he took it out and drove it and got wrecked at Cedar Lake. And I had to take tires off and bend things around to get it back on the trailer. And a few days later, my dad in 69 became a grandpa, and he said, that's it, I'm hanging my helmet up, I'm done racing. And then that turns out to be that 69 Torino that I have. I race in vintage today. So, And again, it's a big old heavy car and big chunk of history. But uh, as far as my other family members, my older brother is a mechanic, or is a mechanic. Yeah. Uh, he never did much in anything involved with racing. And my younger brother was uh, in the military, and then he just loved watching races. So to this day, he's a track chaser. So that's about and involvement with racing with the rest of the family, girls all and, and uh, did other things. So. What are your fondest memories of your dad's racing career? Fondest memories of my dad. Well, in the late fifties, we were really proud of him because he, you know, did the Twin City Speedway. He was track champion for I think two different years, and uh, in them eras, they called them mid model, late models, I guess. So they had late models, mid models, and early models. Memories that I keep coming up with now as an adult and going to races is back in the day, there'd be two, maybe three classes of cars there for the whole show. You know, we'd go to the races on a Friday night or something, and we'd be home at 10 o'clock or, you know, bedtime was 8, but we'd be home really early. And I guess the memory was you're walking across the track in the daylight after the races were over because there's only a couple classes of cars now. The downside nowadays is sometimes it's a midnight, one o'clock in the morning show, and, you know, a long time. The kids are long gone to sleep and not sticking around. And, and that's kind of what I miss us as kids going into the infield. And nowadays, and it's not all the time, it's just so many shows that you don't see any kids come down the pits. You know, last night at Cedar Lake, and there just wasn't, there was no kids around. You know, they weren't there. So that's the difference of the times. But with Dad and uh, when he say fond memories, he, in 60, he out of New Plymouth and went out racing with IMCA old time and traveled around the country. But he didn't include any of us in that. So we never saw Dad that summer. Or, you know, early on, you know, after his racing career before we really got to see Dad on a regular basis. He was busy racing. Even in the 50s, he goes to shop in the spring and then just race all summer. He could make a living doing that. And for several different years, he talked about that, that he could make a living. Again, we, we didn't see him that much because he was either getting home wee hours in the morning, sleeping, we couldn't wake him up. Or, so there was a downside to it, too, but just pretty proud of him getting, like he told me one day, I got my accolades for it, and uh, that's what it was, you know. And, you know, what if, you know, always the what ifs, you know. We talked about that, you know. What if you kept on going with racing and went on to the NASCAR and stuff? And, you know. I got my accolades, and I wanted to be home. He said, and you're living on the road. He said, that, that wasn't, wasn't that much fun. Said, so We just didn't get to see Dad, that's all. <laughs> Except on his track, and we knew what car he was, and, you know, watch him there. And then again, if he was traveling, we didn't get to go very often. With IMCA, I think we um, raced at the, I remember taking a trip to Marshfield to watch him race. We went out there in 60, and then, Somewhere else in the but otherwise any other races was at the Minnesota State Fair or Otana. 
they go to the IMC or go to Owatonna after the state fair or before the state. Sometimes during the summer, because I'm going there a few times over the years, because he would go when he wasn't running regularly, run down there. So he was a dirt track driver pretty much when they paved this Minnesota State Fair in 1964. Then he was racing this Minnesota State Fair. He never did run raceway or alcohol. He helped guys get with their cars and stuff, but he wouldn't. He didn't drive down there. I pitted for a guy in '70 and '71 for a guy that ran raceway and alcohol. So. Had a case of it in high school, summer job pretty much, you know, for the guy and then helping keep his car running. September 2007, when you were able to save your dad's Torino from the car crusher, and then he came back out of retirement after 42 years to drive that car again, that had to be a neat experience. It gives me tingles just thinking about that, you know. I got to actually race against my dad, you know. I was in a faster car, of course. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but he did get back in that same car, and he did not forget how to drive a race car. So <laughs> it, was, uh, it was interesting. It was up in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. They Northern Vintage Stock Car Racing had the track for the day, and you know, we had a bunch of people, you know, a bunch of people racers out there. And then we had other races too. And uh, so my, uh, I didn't get to race against him, but some of my family got to go in there too. But that was a really proud day for him too. You know, it was like 95 degrees. It felt like him. Oh, wearing you know double layer suits, <laughs> trying to get out of a suit, put somebody else in it. <laughs> it was interesting, but yeah, my dad had a smile. We used to call him a Cheshire Cat smile. He wore that thing for a while, uh, you know, that day and a long time after. Thinking about it, so then the next year I said, uh, "Hey, Dad, you want to do that again? You know, we'll, you know, race with us out there." And he goes, "Well," he says, "Yeah." Be a damn fool. I got away with it once. He said, be a damn fool if I tried that again. So, nope, I'm just going to watch. That was a good time with the people up there. We had a good car turnout, too. I think it was 16, 17 cars started that race. Him and I started up front, and we got eight, and I got fourth. He said he didn't forget how to do it. Even though that car didn't handle that good, he knew how to make it turn. When did you get involved with the IMCA Old Timers Club, and how long have you been racing with them? 2008, I had gotten the car in all of 07, and then in 2008, I heard about a swap meet on at Raceway Park, and I headed on down there, and it was snowing mid-April or something, and it was snowing. So I swung in there, and then I went down there. I had a motorcycle, and I went down to Sport Wheels and looked at their stuff. I came back, and it was still snowing, but it wasn't gaining anything. It was warming up, and I, and I stopped in, paid to go into the swamp meet, and started wandering around, trying to find some parts to put this car together. That's how I started, and then that summer, then I joined the MCA old-timers. So it was 07, then I started taking it to shows in 2008 after I got it up in 2009. 2008, I painted it. 2009, I just took it to shows. And then in the fall, I another club, too, that well, I didn't join them. I just went and raced with them over at Cedar Lake. But, again, it wasn't very competitive because I wasn't very, I didn't know what I was doing. So 2009 in the fall, twice I think I had it out. Still running it this year. How many seasons that? 13? Yeah, about 13 seasons in that old car. 14. And speaking of cars, your son has a yellow Vega. You also have a really cool white Ford. Thank the Lord for the big block Ford. And you also just picked up a car 
that is dripping with racing history. It's a Bob Gisola Nova. Yeah, yeah. I'm very fortunate to come across that and be in the position to grab it. So, actually, my son just drives a Vega, but we raced last night over at Cedar Lake and the night before over at Cedar Lake Seaway with those the white car and the yellow car. The blue car turned that into that Dick Trickle tribute car, just color and number. And then the Bob DeSola car, I still haven't got out to race with that one because they've been rained out so much or I'm racing the dirt track. I guess I don't really want to put the Bob DeSola car on the dirt, not yet anyway. First, I want to get it back to what it was. I have some work to do on it. To bring it back. I don't know if I'll ever get it back to the glory it was when Jim Hyland restored that, but a lot of history there. I talked to a guy in the Bob DeSola car. I talked to a guy, uh, Mark Piney. He's been around racing forever, a great historian he is. He said he remembers in about 74, why that car uh, was somebody, it was a guy named Ron, or a guy named Ron Larson driving it, won a feature race over at Cedar Lake on dirt. That's the history of that car. It would just go wherever they needed it, you know. Back in the area, you, you kind of ran the same car in both places. And, or nowadays, most of the guys are pretty branchless, you know. I'm either an asphalt driver or I'm a, a dirt driver, so... But that uh, Bob DeSola car, I'm hoping to get that out uh, for sure, the Oktoberfest, uh, lacrosse this year with that. I'm getting too many cars. Anybody looking for a vintage car? Everything's for sale. (laughs) Vintage racing has taken you everywhere from the Milwaukee Mile to Cedar Lake to Thunder Bay to Golden Spike. Is there a favorite track? The last one I won at. How's that? No, I, I I do really well at Brainerd. I win at least one race a year up at Brainerd at the North Central Speedway. I won at the Vizia. I won at Ashland. Iron Range I haven't done too well at. The Superior, the Lewis, Hibbing. I won at the Vizia. And the Grand Rapids I haven't won. But it's still, they're all a challenge for me. You know, it's all, all, all good. And then I go around every last few years I take off and go uh a couple years back, I went to Southern Missouri and raced with the vintage cars down there. And then, uh, it was, you know, it was like an open show because my cars don't always fit their rules. So they just they have a vintage show that puts you in a class. And there you go. There you, go. you know, that's, you run with that group. And then you're really fast the next day. They might move you into a, another class, but I don't have that problem. And then uh, last year, I went down to Nebraska for the Horn Husker Vintage Nationals in the fall. That was a uh, that was an interesting trip down there. And again, you know, a number of different classes and stuff. Make laps. The track was really nice. I don't know where I'm going to go this year, but when I was out with this Jasola uh, car, I might, I don't know, I might go somewhere else, some other asphalt track that has a specials or something this fall. So. And I also have other cars in the works. <laughs> it's like an addiction, you know. <laughs> it is an addiction. The other thing about you, Paul, is you are a very personable person and very approachable, willing to kick in and help anybody else. And at these events and different racetracks, it's the people you meet. Very much so. I'm a people person. I made most of my working career was parts man, you know, meeting the people, talking to them, getting to know them, selling them parts and whatnot. And then for 20 years, I had my own business selling truck accessories and snowballs and stuff. And I, it was the the people, you know, you always got the percentage that, you know, in all things in life, you got a percentage that aren't going to do things your way and, you know, make you unhappy. But you know what? It's the majority of, of 
all of us are really good people. And I just enjoy the conversations and talking and then the group that, you know, the vintage racing is just, I'd like to have more, I'd like to have more friends, you know, and just like, why not? You know, we'll all have something to, to bond on and you know, give them a hand and help them out, because you know, they ain't no fun running around out there by yourself. So, <laughs> so get, keep them running so we can go have some fun, you know. You also mentioned your favorite track is the one you just won at, and you just picked up a recent win. Yes, I did. I had a good run at Cedar Lake the other night. We ran Friday and Saturday there. I think I got a fourth and a fifth, or fifth or sixth, I think, in the heat race. I got again when when was racing. You always you know you don't always have the chance to get around people safely. You know, or some forms of racing, it doesn't matter if it's safe. You just do it anyway. Knock them out of the way. Well. I don't like fixing the car body, so I'll just sit behind somebody or a couple guys and just watch them, you know, and just try and figure out their way around it if they stretch out. But otherwise, the pay is the same for all of us. So I was fortunate enough to start on the pole on Friday night there and be able to stay out in front. And you know, the guys I race with were all the same. Now, if you got a good run, they're not going to go and drive you into the wall to try and get by you. You know, we're all there to have some fun and not fix our cars, you know, so. And that's not to say they could have got by me, but you know, if I would have made any mistake, that's what racing is. You make a mistake, you're going to get passed, probably. You know, but we uh, we had a good time with uh, two guys that are you know longtime racers, and the majority of us, I would say, are you know short time racers. But I didn't start sitting in a race car and racing until I was 54 years old, so 12, 14 years ago. So I used to sit in the grandstand, wonder if I could make a lap without spinning out so that's you know that was my goal not to spin out done pretty good over here <laughs> but yeah I, I had a good run the other night and in our class in our group there we get trophies from usually handed by a kid from the audience and usually I hand it right back to them because I don't need the collection of trophies <laughs> and I think we in effect we're gaining sponsors or gaining kids for the future right your future spectators you know, by having that, you know, some of the trophies may end up in the trash six months later, but the majority of them will be in their household 10, 15, 20 years later because they were, they got to get a trophy that night with a race car on. I think that's that's what we're we're really trying to do is trying to keep the future going, even though you know these kids' parents probably don't remember some of the cars we raced, but they <laughs> but they were at the track and the cars are distinctive. I think that's the key. You know, we have different distinction. Not to say anything bad about today's racing, but, you know, just a flat-side aluminum car that looks like every other flat-side aluminum car is what it is these days. I, I get it for trying to, you know, keep them running and stuff and not having to go to the junkyard every week. I get that, but with the distinctive vintage cars, we have 30s coupes, we have 40s sedans, we have, you know, 60s late models, 70s late models. We allow cars up to 76 in most of the groups we're running, so... Beyond that, there's really they're still racing this 78 to 82 Monte Carlos. They're still racing, they're still racing those. So it wouldn't make much sense to have that as a vintage car, even though it is vintage when you think about it. Paul, one of the reasons I really wanted to have you on a dirt show, you just stated, you are an inspiration to all of us. Start racing in your mid 50s. People who are maybe listening out there who have been longtime fans. They've always thought about it. Vintage racing is a great way to go, and there's some great vintage groups you can get involved with. Yes, there's a number of groups right around the Twin Cities here, and then in 
even if you're southern Minnesota, Iowa, there's a bunch of groups down there, uh, Wisconsin, everyone, you know, come to mind, uh, Upper Midwest Vintage and, and Dairyland Vintage is a fairly new club started, and that's that's even, you know, like I say, southern, southern and southeastern Wisconsin, northern Wisconsin. If you really love the race and you get to go out there and, and have some fun, you know, going to be some nice people, very nice people. There's a lot of other good people out there in that, and, and it's people that have raced before, so they have a clue. There's always, you know, always somebody in the club, should be more, but there's always somebody that's willing to help out. If you ask a question, you're not racing for money, so you got people that are willing to give you a straight answer, you know. What tire pressures do they run? What should they do, you know? My car's running here, you know. The other night, I seen guys that wasn't their car, and they were under the hood playing with the carburetor, you know, just helping people out, you know. So, again, more fun to be out there with that. And, and again, that my goal in life was just to be a nice guy to people, you know. So be that guy, you know. Paul, thanks for being that guy, and thank you for taking the time to be with us here on The Dirt Show today. Thank you, Clean. It was great. Time. Glad, uh, glad I was able to do it. Wolf and Sons Yarders has heavy equipment. This is Scott Wolf. Whether you need a basement dug, a building removed, footings for a remodel, an RV camper or boat pad, rock, sand, or dirt hauled, or even a driveway or parking lot road graded, call 455-3524. Why should your business choose Foamcraft Packaging? It's vitally important that you select a partner in the packaging business that has capabilities to satisfy your everyday packaging needs with the versatility to take care of those projects that require specialized treatment. Foamcraft is large enough to tackle all your packaging requirements, yet small enough to provide individualized services to ensure quality products. Office and production positions currently available. See foamcraftpackaging.com or call them at 507-455-2893. Hello everyone, this is Chad Weirs, Weirs Machine and Racing Products. One of our questions that we have is our suspension cage bearing. What we recommend is on your rear suspension, you unhook your shocks and your four-link rods every four to ten races as often as you can. What you'll want to do is you'll take the cage and you'll just spin it around the axle tube like that. And what that's going to do then, in a sense, is relocate that internal grease inside of there. If it just sits there and rocks, it's going to get a memory and stay in the same spot. When you can take that cage and spin it to relocate the grease, that just helps the longevity. One part of the question is, can you feel when they go bad? And the answer to that question is yes. When you spin this cage, you will be able to feel, if there is glitches in that bearing, you'll be able to feel it going bad. Another part of the question was, how often do you replace them? Well, there is no real set date. we got guys that have run bearings for multiple seasons. It depends on how often you rotate that cage to relocate the grease and how well you take care of your equipment. Check us out online at weirsmachine.com. BP Racing Fuels is proud to be recognized as a world leader in race fuel technology. BP's fuels have a well-deserved reputation for power and consistency, winning championships in every form of motorsports for more than 40 years. Whether sportsman or pro, methanol or gasoline, BP has a fuel to ensure optimum performance for your application. See the full line of BP's high-performance products online at vpracingfuels.com. At VP Racing Fuels, our passion is your performance. Aero Race Wheels was established on the conviction that its dedicated staff could provide higher quality wheels designed specifically to endure the tough requirements and conditions of the racing industry. Most importantly, the wheels need to be manufactured and sold, maintaining an affordable price structure. Aero Racing Wheels has become the largest premier steel wheel supplier, and their product line speaks for itself. Upgrade your racing game today at aeroracewheels.com. 
Rhino Ag offers the most complete rear blade line in the industry. Whether your tractor has 30 or 300 horsepower, Rhino offers a blade to accomplish any task. Don't settle for the cheap imitations. Buy Rhino, building the best since 1934. Check out the full line of landscape and construction equipment today at rhinoag.com. Welcome back to the sponsor segment here on the Dirt Show, and it is always a pleasure to be joined by James Forrest from VP Racing Fuels. And James, I saw a question on the internet. Is VP Fuel worth it? And the answer was, for the weekend racer, it offers optimum level fuel consistency and peace of mind, knowing they'll never get a bad batch. Can you really put a price on something like that? Thanks again for having me, Clayton. And no, to answer that question, I don't think you can, whether you're the weekend racer, whether you're uh, performance-driven, or whether this is your job. Consistency has always been the key with VP Racing Fuels. We have prided ourselves for years in consistently making and producing the best race fuel on the planet. VP Mattitives, you carry a full line of Mattitives designed to prevent or resolve fuel-related problems before they pop up, keeping your fuel system performing at an optimum level at all times. Absolutely. The additive program, which we call Mattitives, we came out with several years ago, and it has just changed the face with us in the consumer products division. We have fuel stabilizers, uh, diesel all-in-one conditioners, ultramarine treatment, 7-in-1 fuel treatment. We have Stay Frosty race-ready coolant and a high-performance coolant. The high-performance, it, it has some glycol in it, so it's good to temperatures, freeze protection down to zero. The race-ready has zero glycol. But the thing about these, they drastically reduce engine temperatures, which gives you more horsepower and more torque. VP Racing Fuels also carries everything you need to pour it, store it, and pump it. Absolutely. The VP Motorsports containers, we have the five-gallon, we have the three-gallon motorsports containers. We also have power spouts. These are for the five-gallon containers. We have the VP Easy Spout for the gallon and quart cans. We have the deluxe hoses and the trigger fluid control system hose, which is really cool. You can actually control the amount of flow that you have for whatever application you're using. So yeah, great products, just great additional products. Your fuels also come in easy to use containers, whether it's a pint for your RC car, a five gallon pail for your dirt bike, or a 55-gallon drum for your race shop. Absolutely. We also have totes that we've used in the past. So getting it to the track, whether it's in drums or five-gallon pails, it's all about the convenience for the racer there. So as far as distributors go, we have some master distributors as well. They choose to buy some of this stuff in the 275-gallon totes as well as the drums, or in bulk. To go along with the long line of performance fuels, you now offer VP racing oils to keep the internal engine parts lubricated and protected. Absolutely. We have a full line of oils that I believe are second to none from our pro-grade full synthetic to our high-performance synthetic blend. We also have VP traditional, which is a non-synthetic racing oil 
um, and the classic for some of the old cars. Um, we have the nitro racing oils. We have diesel racing oils. So just a wide variety of lubricants that you can choose from for the protection of your motor. If you have any questions about any products that VP carries and you see a VP rep at your local track or any event, don't be afraid to ask them because these guys are a wealth of knowledge about what they carry. Absolutely. Anytime you run into a VP rep or any one of our master distributors or dealers anywhere that you may go, they can get you the answers that you're looking for. We also have general tech lines, race tech lines, drag tech lines. Please feel free to contact anytime and let us know. Post-pandemic, I'm appreciative the opportunity to be back at these racing events. I think Linton Jeffries said it best at the Knoxville Nationals, never take one for granted. You never know if there'll be another one. I agree with that 100%. And post-pandemic, I, I appreciate being able to get back into the general racing scene again. We were still moving right along through this, but naturally there was a lull for all of us. And I'm just happy to see everybody back at the track and everybody having a good time and racing again. That's, I mean, that's what it's all about. James, how can they find out more about VP Racing products and all of the cool stuff that you carry? Again, you can go to vpracingfuels.com. Our website will give you a list of all of our regional locations. You can contact them or like we said earlier, anytime you see a VP representative anywhere, please come up and we'll help you in any way we can. James, thanks for being with us here on The Dirt Show. I always look forward to it. Plain thanks for having me. I always appreciate being there. You've just had an accident. That's where Bob and his staff at Midwest Collision and Fairbow stand out above the rest. Fast, friendly, and knowledgeable advice from the time you step inside their door. One look at their state-of-the-art facility, paint oven, and computer paint matching capabilities, and you'll know you came to the right place. Next time you need collision repair, think Midwest Collision. Located at Highway 60 east of Fairboat, or call 332-2434. Remember, you bend them, we mend them. Fast Shaft Drive Shafts is the number one carbon fiber, steel, chrome molly, and aluminum drive shaft builder for over 90% of the major modified chassis builders. Now, under new ownership, the mission will not change. Providing drive shafts, drive shaft repair, 9-inch forward center sections, slip yokes, rear end yokes, ring and pinions, bearings, spools, gears, shim kits, and more to racers everywhere. Call Fast Shaft today. Made by racers Four racers. 800-622-6617. Here's one of the most incredible lubricating products ever made. Justice Brothers JB80. It's twice as good at lubricating just about everything around the home, shop, and your car. JB80 has a penetrating action that goes straight to the problem areas and even the tightest places. Try JB80, the incredible spray lubricant that's twice as good. And it's guaranteed to satisfy or your money back. See our display at Runnings. Tell them Ed Justice Jr. sent you. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit is going to be our track tribute to Ascot Speedway and will run from May through September this year. Our track tribute to Ascot Speedway will feature eight of the historically significant race cars that raced during Ascot's heydays of dirt track racing on both the big half-mile track and Ascot's quarter-mile track. 
Also, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum will feature several racing videos and interviews that took place when Ascot was still in existence, with many of our National Sprint Car Hall of Fame inductees from California and the history of their careers shaped at Ascot Speedway. You can expect to see and learn more about these drivers' accomplishments and Hall of Fame careers at the track tribute to Ascot Speedway this May through September at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. So if you're a West Coast slide in Sprint Car fan, you won't want to miss our track tribute to Ascot Speedway this May through September at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. Whether you're running for the checkered flag, blasting on the strip, or cruising in the boulevard, you want crisp flat response and reliable horsepower. Byers Engine Service offers a full machine shop that can completely machine and rebuild your tractor, race car, or streetcar engine and put some life under your hood. No gimmicks, just horsepower. See buyersengine.com or call 507 why choose powder coating over liquid paint finishes? Maximum durability. Extreme Powder Coatings offer a scientific process that uses heat to bake the colorful finish deep into your product. Extreme Powder Coatings can deliver multimedia blasting, impact-resistant epoxy primers, and super durable powder coat applications to meet your needs. Visit ExtremePowderCoating.net for more information. Welcome back to the sponsor segment here on The Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure today to be joined by Bob Ayers from Foamcraft Packaging. And Bob, Foamcraft is expanding. That means more employees. You currently have positions open and would love to talk to anyone interested in a new career. We sure would. We have positions open for wood builders, and in the foam department we have jobs open. We would just love to talk to anybody that would want to come in and, and work at Foamcraft. One of the benefits of working for Foamcraft is you work for a business that's involved in the local community. Your employees and yourself are involved in the local churches, in the local schools, different types of fundraisers. I see you or your employees around town doing all sorts of community involvement things and that really makes someone feel good when they work for that particular employer. Yeah, we encourage our employees to be involved. Not all of them do, but, you know, a lot of them do. And Don and I support many different organizations and fundraising efforts. Our main one is Jacob's Run for Suicide Prevention. That's a long story. We go way back with Robert Sickle, and that's coming up. It's the first Saturday after Labor Day. So we're in the schools and we give presentations to the kids and we give out scholarships from Jacob's Run. The acquisition of Albert Lee Crating Facility a few years ago really ramped up your production capabilities. It did, yeah. We rely on them quite a bit for different things and it's just nice to have two towns that have employees and are willing to work. So we we have capabilities there as well as Oatana. Are you looking for staffing at both facilities or just Foamcraft here in Oatana? Generally, both facilities. Oatana, it's hard to get people. So we're always probably looking for people in Oatana. And in Albert Lee, we're looking for people probably all the time down there too. On the wood side of the business, you are able to produce 
large and small runs of pallets, including custom sizes made just for that particular customer. Yeah, we're mainly on the custom sizes, and we can do large runs and small runs of those. We don't compete with the guys with the big pallet mills. We like to do the stuff that's odd and and maybe a little bit harder and, and that kind of thing. Many, many, many different designs of things that we do. Another unique service you provide is custom cutting of wood panels or routered panels, all completed and pre-drilled for the customer, so basically their employees just have to install them. That's true, yeah. We've invested a lot in equipment. Started a few years ago, and we've got some really nice expensive equipment that cuts wood and drills wood and does pretty much anything on the plant walkthrough you gave me it's amazing to watch this equipment in action because really like you're saying it's state of the art you lay the sheet of wood in there and it does everything else yeah it does we used to have to do all that by hand but now we have equipment that does it and the bad thing is it costs too much money but you have to have it to compete in this world today as we have discussed in the past foam absorbs energy which protects the packages contents yeah there's many many i mean there's hundreds of different different kinds of foam there's foam that's real stiff that if you wanted something heavy protected we could do that there's very soft foam that very lightweight stuff goes into and we have some packaging designers that work and figure out how to take a package or whatever the customer's making and shipping and get the best value for the money One of the things that I never heard of that you brought up in a conversation, the world's quietest room, and that is actually accomplished with the use of foam. It is. Foam, I'm sure most people have seen television where, like recording studios, and they they make different designs of foam to keep the sound down. The world's quietest room is up in the cities i've never been there i would like to see it but they say that if you go in there and they lock the doors that you can actually hear your heart beating and they do it to test different things that companies make for sound where foamcraft really shines is working with large manufacturers on the idea design and final package design all the way to the completion stage. Yeah, we do that. You know, it starts off with our sales guys. And, you know, they've had training. They go in and talk to the customer. The customer tells them what they want, and they might come up with a little bit of a design right there, or they'll bring it back to the shop to one of our three packaging designers and go through it and design it for the customer and it's kind of a back and forth it's like oh geez that's not what i was thinking but this is what i was thinking okay we changed that and it's like well that ain't gonna work but this will work so it's a lot of give and take foamcraft also delivers regionally 
which gets you back in the truck just like the good old days once in a while. And you can also ship them the products. Oh, yeah. We, we do shipping if it's a long distance. A lot of our customers are in the Twin Cities, you know, that area up there. We have two truck drivers and trucks that go out every day. Once in a while, they'll throw me back in a truck and keep me out of trouble. So we try to do that as something more that we could do for our customer that maybe other companies don't do. They just ship the product and we ship it to the customer. That's my take on Foamcraft packaging over and above customer service. Thank you. Yeah, we, we, we pride ourselves on our customer service. We were like everybody else during COVID that we really weren't able to do the customer service levels that we used to do, but we got through it. I think everybody got through it, and I don't know that anybody ever thought that would happen, but we have quite a few different employees than we had at the beginning of the COVID, but anyway, we have really good employees. We have fun. In fact, the other day we had an employee appreciation luncheon, so we did brats and burgers and potato salad and other salads and all kinds of different stuff, so... We just like to do that every once in a while, and it's it's fun for us, and I think the employees like it. Speaking of employment, if they want to get a hold of somebody about a job at Albert Lee Creating or Foamcraft Packaging, what's the best way to do that? Well, Albert Lee, stop into Albert Lee Creating on Margaretha Avenue, so if you're down around that area, and in Owatonna, you could stop in, you can call, we're in the phone book, foamcraftpackaging.com, and that's all spelled out. And just put in employment, and somebody will get the get it and put your information in there, and we'll give you a call back. And if they'd like to find out more about the capabilities of Foamcraft Packaging, they can always give you a call, because I know you would be glad to show a manufacturer around the plant and what your capabilities are and some of the samples of what you're doing that are right in the front waiting room. Yeah, we do that every day. There's usually somebody coming in that hasn't been there before or somebody comes, company comes to pick something up and we're happy to show everybody, you know, whoever wants to, we'll show them around and even, you know, prospective employees, if you want to come, we'll show you around the manufacturing area and see if that's what you would like to do. Bob, thanks for all you do here in the community and thanks for sponsoring the Dirt Show. It's always great to talk to you. Thanks, Clay, and it's always great to talk to you and see you. When one of your appliances breaks down, you need help, and you need it fast. Contact Sorensen's Appliance Service. They service the entire Cows listing area. Their employees live in our community and sponsor area racers and softball teams. Sorensen's Appliance Service. People you know that will get your appliances serviced with trained technicians. Contact them today, 256-7766. That's 256-7766. 
Medieval Chassis has been the leader in better engineered stock cars and modifieds for almost two decades. They are now going to become the center of all things Modlight in the Midwest. Medieval Chassis will be the go-to shop for all parts in store, online, or by phone for this up-and-coming cost-conscious racing class. Summer 2022, Medieval Chassis will have their Modlight platform in action. Kicking off the new Endeavor, Medieval Chassis and Cow's Big Deals will be auctioning off a 2023 Modlight roller valued at $12,000 in October. Watch Facebook and see MedievalChassis.com for more details. Shevland Enterprises, your locally owned and operated sanitation and recycling service, offers the highest quality garbage removal and trash pickup services at great rates. Commercial, residential, construction, and industrial trash removal and recycling in Owatonna and the surrounding areas in Dodge and Steel Counties. Shevland Enterprises also specializes in roll-offs and dumpster. Contact Chris and his staff today for small town service at a small town price. 528-9900. That's 528-9900. Bulldog Coatings specialize in concrete coatings as well as concrete restoration repair. Hi, I'm Todd with Bulldog Coatings. Our coating systems provide a durable finished floor that is both easy to maintain and adds value to your home. The unique patented Bulldog Coatings are not limited to just garage floors. They can be used for interior flooring as well as pool deck, patio, and sidewalk applications. Our systems can be installed in as little as one day and year-round. We are a locally owned family business ready to serve Southern Minnesota. Visit us on Facebook or call us for a free estimate. 837-9773. Let Bulldog protect your floors. Partnering with hog and cattle producers throughout the United States, Altenburg Construction has almost 30 years of experience in the slat replacement business. Altenburg Construction also uses a custom wash bay to ensure biosecurity to protect your herd. Whether you need an entire site or a single slat, call the professionals at Altenburg Construction at 888-435-2210 or see altenburgconstruction.com. Welcome back to our special segment here on The Dirt Show. And as always, I'm joined by Speed the Sauce Man from Cookies Barbecue Sauces and Seasonings. And Speed, recently I saw you doing a video teasing a poor guy that if he was really nice, he might get some of the chicken wings that you were cooking up. And I tell you what, you have a secret for making those chicken wings so they turn out picture perfect. Well, thank you, Plain. No, it was fun doing them. Really, you know, wings are pretty easy to cook. I just did those on my grill. You want to make sure your grill's real good and clean, and then I spray it with a nonstick cooking spray, dump my wings on there, and I have my grill probably around the three and a quarter to 350 range, and dump them on there, and then I give them a nice coating of cookies, flavor enhancer, and all-purpose seasoning. And once in a while, I'll uh, even season them up before I throw them on there. Do it however you want or whatever's easiest. But put them on there and just leave them on there for a fair amount of time. I'm going to say four to six minutes and then turn them and give them another coat of flavor enhancer and just kind of keep rolling them around on there. And in about, oh, 30 minutes, why they'll be nice and done. You can thermometer them if you want to. You want to be around the 165, 170. Kind of the way I check them is just take my tongs and slide it down on each side of like the drummy. The meat lets loose from the bone while we know it's done, but I still recommend temping them. But like I say, you want to be around that 165, 170. But then pull them off, let them set for 5, 10 minutes. They're good to eat that way. And if somebody likes them a little bit hotter, what I do is just throw them in one of those foil throwaway pans, dump a bunch of our cookies, wings and things, hot sauce on them, and shake them around and dump a little more on there and shake them around. Gives them a nice, fresh coating. And I'll tell you what, they're mighty tasty that way, Clay. And this is a great item 
You can grill a whole bunch of these up ahead of time for the Labor Day weekend races and take them out to the track, reheat them on your grill. Or if you got yeah. a large family gathering, you can make a whole pan full of these. Well, yeah, you can easily throw 10 pounds of them on your grill. And then those that you want to toss with our cookies, wings, and things, hot sauce, you can. But like you say, cook them ahead of time. Just take them to the races, whatever outing you've got going. And just leave them in that throwaway pan, you know, that you had in the refrigerator and just set them on your grill and leave them in that pan covered and just have your grill on low to medium heat. And every now and then just shake the pan a little bit, keep it covered. And, well, you can warm them right up and you're in for a tasty treat. If you're looking for some great recipes or cookies products or even an inspirational quote for the day from Speed, how can you find it? Well, just go to our website, the old com. Also, you can just check out my Facebook and Cookies Facebook page as well, as well as our website. I post recipes every now and then on my own website, you know, speed at com. Speed, as always, thank you for being with us here on The Dirt Show today. You bet you have a good one, Clayton, and thanks to all the listeners out there for all their support. At Land Pros, our team of brokers and auctioneers specialize in farmland sales, live land auctions, and online land auctions across the Midwest with total sales of 190,000 acres. At Land Pros, you get a team of land professionals going to work for you. We pride ourselves on providing local service and knowledge with national marketing and results. If you're thinking of buying or selling, contact Land Pros agent J.J. Wise at 65 Four one four two zero sell or go to landpros.com. That's L-A-N-D-P-R-O-Z.com. Welcome to the Dirt Track segment brought to you by Cookies, Sauces, and Seasonings. It was the final night of sprint car racing for the season at Knoxville Raceway, and history was being made in the 410 Wing Sprint Car 25-lap A-Main. Aaron Jeniton gets his first 410 Knoxville Feature race win over Sam Haferty Jr. In the makeup A main, Brian Brown gets a feature win plus his fifth Knoxville Raceway 410 Sprint Car Track Championship over Austin McCarl. In the 360 A main, Terry McCarl picks up the win plus his first 360 Wing Sprint Car Knoxville Raceway Track Championship over Chase Randall. And in the Pro Series, it was Eric Bridger over Mike Mayberry. If your classic isn't so classic, bring it into Auto Trim Design of Oatana. We can fix the upholstery, the carpet, replace a sagging headliner, make your old car look new again, make your seats comfortable again. Whether it's a classic car, work truck, boat, or anything else that moves, we can fix the upholstery and make your ride like new. And we work on convertibles. We're located in Otana at 3275 Old Highway 14, one mile west of Walmart. For 50 years, reuse and recycle is not a new concept to us. Miskin Auto Parts has been recycling your old vehicles since the Beatles were still together. Just call us and we'll send one of our friendly drivers right to you and haul away your old retired vehicle. Scrap prices are up, so it's a good time to clean up those unwanted vehicles and get money in your pocket. Give us a call at 507-684-2100 or online at Mizgin.com. Miskin Auto Parts, in God we trust. Hi, this is Harvey West, and you've been listening to The Dirt Show. See you at the races.